What's up, y'all? And welcome back to Dad Needs to Talk. I'm your host, Robert. And today, today, we are starting off a new freaking year. We are in 2024. And <laughs> it has already been a doozy. Feels like as soon as I stepped into 2024, it put a spread out, tripped me up, and it's been a pretty painful week. Um, but part of what I'm going to get into today involves some stuff I'm dealing with personally, but mainly talking about my first experience finally watching Interstellar and some of the themes of family and lost time and all that stuff um, that kind of goes into all that. So, But before I get into all that, if this is your first time here, then welcome, but... If you're a returning listener and or watcher, then welcome back. Y'all know here at Danny's to Talk, it's all about fatherhood and family, manga, anime, TV, movies, and video games. So, like I said, uh, the year is starting off with the doozy for me and my family. Because uh, a couple weeks ago, when I was kind of planning out all the stuff I did for my end of year podcast stuff and I was kind of looking ahead I was like you know what I think I know what my first episode is going to be like then we had a situation happen on New Year's Day and I was like you know what maybe I just won't record at all but sometimes sometimes you end up finding something of comfort of some sorts to help you out in certain situations and thus that's why I'm here recording today so just for a little bit of context and I will not be getting into the full scope of the situation or what happened um but unfortunately on my wife's side of the family we had a very tragic loss in the family um on New Year's Day and so it's yeah it just kind of shook up the whole family and stuff whatever so um so yeah so it's, it's been it's been a pretty rough week overall and stuff so um you know of course my kids and my wife taking it very hard and all that stuff so and you know i'm trying to do my best to try to like you know maintain and help out everybody where i can and be supportive and stuff but you know stuff like that is always you know pretty taxing and draining mentally physically emotionally all that stuff and so I found myself last night um I don't know just kind of I wasn't like really sleepy or whatever and it kind of crossed my mind out for because so Interstellar like so I'm just going to just get into it or whatever so Interstellar obviously a well-renowned at least from my point of view movie that came out 10 years ago now in uh, November 2014 so it's been out for on the cusp of 10 years I've always heard about it I've watched and enjoyed a lot of uh, Christopher Nolan's other stuff like I mentioned in my uh, favorite movies thing um, last week or whatever I enjoyed Oppenheimer and back in the day one of my favorite movies that I went to go to the, went to the theaters to see a dozen times uh, Inception and of course the Dark Knight trilogy and all that stuff whatever so big fan of his work but Interstellar is one that just passed me I don't know you know it, it just passed me by 
during the time when it came out. But I feel like, and, and, and I've definitely kind of grown more comfortable with this in recent years and stuff since I started doing the podcast and content and stuff or whatever like this, to where there is just so much stuff that comes out, movies, video games, TV shows, manga, comic books, you know, all, all hosts of stuff to consume on top of just normal life stuff you might want to go do an adventure to. Uh, that I've become more and more comfortable with. It is okay if I have missed something because sometimes certain things might not hit or you might not enjoy as much as you would have in your current life situation or whatever the case may be or whatever. So, so Interstellar is one of those movies. And so... I knew, honestly, still, all these years, I still kind of knew, like, like the bare minimum. All I knew is that it was, like, a sci-fi space movie. That is literally all I knew. And so, I started watching it last night about close to 1030 or whatever. So, this movie is two hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> so, I was up to about almost 2 a.m. watching it, but it was well worth it. But, I found a lot of comfort in this movie in many ways because so um lord matthew mcconaughey his character in the movie a lot of stars aligned to where i am in my life currently to where he plays a father in the movie he's a he's in his early 30s 33 so i'm 33 at the time of this recording but my birthday is in a couple of days on the 6th so i'll be 34 in a couple of days um, but you know, I'm kind of in, in, you know, in the same age, age range as his character was in this movie. You know, he has a couple of kids and stuff like that. So, and by the way, I will be going into spoilers for interstellar, um, just because just to kind of get to some points of how it hit me in certain ways and kind of helps me with some of, or maybe not necessarily like helps, but just like it just made me relate to so many things in this movie to where, so basically, like I said, the, the connections of fatherhood and family and the thought of lost time because in recent years, and I've mentioned before, the reason, the reason why I started Daddy to Talk was because I was going through a tough period a few years ago to where I had lost both my sister and my mother within a couple months part um, at the end of 2020 going to early 2021. And so this podcast became a outlet, a, a place of peace for me to kind of be able to both vent, but also find community to be able to find people I could connect with and also just for me to just talk into the void about my life experiences and all the, you know, stuff I'm watching, reading, playing, all that stuff, whatever. And so, yeah, so here I am, like I said, watching Interstellar. And this father who kind of feels like he's not living up to his life's purpose. You know, he, he lost his wife 
uh, some years back. So him, so he's raising his kids. He has a 15 year old son and a 10 year old daughter, and they're you know living together with the grandfather, his wife's father. So they're all kind of living together on this farm and stuff. So, but you know Matthew McConaughey's character is basically he's very brilliant kind of like a engineer type of person but you know he's living on this farm they're farming growing crops and stuff whatever because the planet is suffering a food shortage or whatever and like each year different crops and stuff start to die off or whatever and they also just live in a horrible place like this town there's constant dust storms or whatever so it's like if like they've messed around left the window open or the door cracked during a dust storm like the whole house just covered in dust horrible place to live in anywho fast forwarding a little bit or whatever into the situation so his daughter is noticing some strange anomalies and stuff happening in her room and that ends up leading them on this journey where they end, end up discovering this secret NASA project where because of the state of humanity they're sending people out into the universe to explore to find other inhabitable uh, planets to live on and stuff and that is where Matthew McConaughey's character um, comes into play which they, they call him Cooper um, Joseph Cooper um, and Long story short, because like I said, I'm not here to go for a beat for beat, for beat thing, but just kind of just talking on the main plot points that kind of really spoke to me. And so he ends up getting chosen to be, to lead this mission of this crew of four to go into this black hole that is out near Saturn uh, to basically follow up on potential inhabitable planets and stuff. And so 10 years prior, there were 12 scientists they got sent out across the galaxy and stuff, whatever, to potential planets, whatever. And uh, three of them landed on potential planets, whatever, within the same uh, solar system, so to speak. And so the part of the movie that like super hits hard is the time element. So, I was already down with this movie because I, I enjoy sci-fi stuff and, you know, like, a little bit of kind of, like, mystery and drama stuff, whatever. <clears throat> but I just enjoy stuff that kind of teases out some stuff, whatever, and then, like, by the end, kind of loops back around to, like, oh, so that's what that was at the beginning of the movie or the show or whatever the case may be or whatever. So, but anywho, so, yeah, so he ends up leaving... Uh, and venturing off on this space journey, whatever, you know, partly, you know, for trying to help uh, establish a future for his kids on the planet or whatever, but also to chase this sense of lost purpose of like, hey, I've been kind of wasting my years away on this farm or whatever, and I know I'm meant for more, but it's like, you know, him when the options of like, man, okay, I'm leaving or whatever, and the struggles of not knowing when or if he will ever come back was really tough to watch. And they do it in small doses with the time stuff to where it's like, okay, they get off the planet and they're like, okay, the black hole 
or the wormhole or whatever is out there near Saturn, well, it's a two-year flight from Earth to Saturn. That's already, man, two years to really even before the mission really truly even starts, you know. And so you've already lost two years of your kids' lives and stuff, whatever. And them also like being able to like send video messages and stuff, whatever, to him over this time also just like really helped bring home the point of it of it all. But yeah, so you know, they go, they go to sleep or whatever, wake up two years later, they're at the wormhole or whatever. They go through whatever, like I said, like man, two years, okay. So they come up on their first planet. And the problem with the planet is that the time on this planet is distorted to where one hour on this planet is seven years on Earth. <laughs> when I heard that, I had to pause because I was saying, I was like, Jesus, seven years in one hour. And like, like, they get to this planet or whatever. They're like, okay, hey, we got to get out. Hopefully find the scientists that landed here all those years back or whatever and figure it out or whatever. They land on the planet. It's a freaking pretty much just a straight water planet. And stuff just immediately starts going wrong or whatever to where they're like, oh, we need to head towards those mountains. And then Cooper is like, hold on. Those aren't mountains. That is a humongous tidal wave that is coming. And immediately, crap hits the fan. They lose one of their crewmates or whatever. And then, because of the water, the ship gets waterlogged. And they're stranded on the planet so the water can drain and it's, you know, operable again. Well, they're stranded on the planet for maybe a few hours. So, when they finally get back up to space, to the, to the, to like their, uh, like their space station thing, whether they're, that they're attached to whatever, the scientists that stay behind, as soon as they walk in or whatever, and they're like, God, how, how much time has passed? Cause the dude is already looking old or whatever. He's like, it's been 23 years. I literally had to like pause the movie, get up and walk out, walk out my area here, whatever. Cause I was like, one simple mistake and that it's like it's like stuff like that is like sometimes i think about just in normal day-to-day -day lives or whatever of like how sometimes all it takes is just one moment one screw up or just fate not on your side you've been at the wrong place at the wrong time or whatever and the whole trajectory of your life can be changed and so that moment just like super hit man and then it's like they went to the, to, to the little station where they get their messages or whatever and then they start playing the messages in sequential order of how they've been coming in over the years and stuff whatever and just like hearing his kids being like you know going from like yeah hey dad and then be like hey you know uh you know finishing up high school whatever and then other life stuff, whatever, dating and relationships or whatever. And then now his 15-year-old son is a grown man and being like, hey, dad, you know, here's your, your grandchild or whatever. And just like Matthew McConaughey is just bawling and weeping 
at this because like to him it was just like man we're just stranded on this planet for a few hours and but back on earth freaking 23 years had passed man and the mission has literally just started and yeah man just, just this constant thing of time or whatever and then just the fallout the the all the moments of isolation and stuff as well because of course adventure into the unknown floating through space all these various scientists that went to all these other planets or whatever that you know like uh matt damon's uh scientist or dr man found out he was on a planet that had no hope of providing life and his character kind of just kind of like coming to terms initially of like well hey <laughs> I don't know when or if anybody will ever even find me or whatever so he didn't he so like like they had like these like a uh, uh hibernation chambers or whatever and he was like I didn't even bother setting a wake up date because he had already ran out of his uh provisions and stuff whatever so he was literally just stranded there whatever until they showed up but it was just like well hey i'm gonna just set this thing for me to sleep and if i never wake up oh well and hey maybe if i do it'll be someday later in the future whatever so but uh, uh but yeah man like i said overall though like i said just just this movie like i said just Losing time with family, isolation, and kind of coming to grips with potentially never being able to go back to where you came from, and and facing what's the proper word I'm looking for? Uh, I guess kind of like kind of like a mortality. That that that's what I'm looking for. Facing our own mortality. It was a lot, but like I said, I it, it was kind of like like the right movie for the right time. Um, like I said, with the situation and stuff that happened with my family and stuff this week. And, I don't know, this is kind of like on a tangent-wise, but kind of just like speaking on like the isolation thing, whatever. I've also kind of kind of realized about myself over these last like 10 years or so that I spent a lot of time isolated on my own because you know it's kind of like well you know after college whatever i was always kind of putting these like little pockets kind of to myself to where even like when i moved up up here initially with you know to stay at my sister's house house with her family whatever they had like a guest house part that was kind of it was attached but to itself and so i was with family but i was also to myself and then a little bit of time when I got my first apartment to myself, whatever, and so on and so forth. And I feel like, you know, it's like, it's like I've dealt with so much loss and stuff over over the course of my life. Um, a lot, especially like when I was younger, kind of like high school and younger. And then it's kind of like some time where not too much loss stuff happened or whatever. And then, like I said, like a few years ago with you know with my mom and my sister and stuff whatever and then you know some stuff on my wife's side of the family whatever it's kind of wrapping up again but i've come to realize that you know it's, it's, it's like 
every family kind of needs that person that will kind of be like the the rock, the foundational support person. And I've kind of feel like I've taken on that role um, for most of my life because I I even remember like when my grandfather passed when I was four, going on five years old. And, you know, just how much pain my mother and stuff was in, even at that little point in time in my life, I kind of had a sense of like, man, I, I need to be strong for my mom. I need to be strong for those around me or whatever. And that is kind of how I feel now to where sometimes I am like, man, like, am, am I just void of emotions and stuff, whatever? But it's just like, no, I will cry when I'm kind of to myself sometimes or when I know like, hey, we're a little bit out of the bubble of the situation and everybody else is okay and stuff, whatever, you know, then I might have, you know, my moments here and there and stuff. But when I'm kind of in the eye of the storm, I'm kind of just like making sure, okay, observing, okay, you good, what do you need and things like that. So, but like I said, this, this movie was just the perfect thing that I needed at this moment in my life. And so, I just wanted to say, like I said, just like I said up top, it is okay if you missed something, a show, a game, a book, movie, whatever, because sometimes that thing might come back around for you to, at a, at a point in time in your life when it might be better fitted, because this movie in general was solid, but I do wonder how I would feel about it and how I would interpret it at the time. Cause 10 years ago, I wasn't a dad. I didn't have a family. I was an uncle. I've been an uncle most of my life since I was four years old. So going on 30 years of my life, I've been an uncle, but that's different versus your own children. And so I do wonder how some of this time stuff, would have affected me and like I said like his relationship with his kids and stuff whatever how that would have hit me or maybe not hit me not being a parent at that point in time in my life versus now where I got five kids and you know just kind of you know just like I said just like man like if, if I was going on a mission or on a journey or whatever and then it's like yo all this time has passed and then even kind of how it all kind of wraps up or whatever to where, you know, he ends up being able to reunite with his daughter, but she is like super old and stuff, whatever. And she has grandkids and maybe even great grandkids and stuff, whatever. And, you know, she's on death's door or whatever, but he's still, you know, 33 or whatever. It's just kind of a wild full circle thing of the moment but one of the beautiful things of the movie also was that kind of unspoken bond and communication of a parent and child and just kind of seeing how sometimes you have to trust in the potential unknown of the thoughts and ideas of our children or of the youth in general because she was saying, his daughter was saying when she was a kid, like, hey, I think that there is something out there trying to talk to us. And be like, hey, I think this is Morris code. These, you know, the way these books are lining up or whatever the case may be or whatever. And then when the situation happened 
all these years later and then him realizing what was going on and then trusting that like, hey, if I do these things, I trust and believe that my daughter will basically be able to piece it together, whatever, because she is my daughter and she knows me or you know, believes in me or whatever the case may be or whatever. And so that was just like a super awesome, like kind of like little message within the other craziness that happened in the movie, whatever. It's just that kind of sometimes unspoken bond we can have with somebody, not just parent and child, but sometimes siblings, sometimes just close friends. That's almost like, like y'all, like we have a telepathic link or whatever. And that sometimes we can entrust the future or other stuff to other people because we're like, okay, hey, I know this person knows me well enough or knows how I think or think similarly, whatever, to where they'll be able to figure it out. And that's what his daughter did. It took her some time because, of course, sometimes, and I think I've talked, I talked about this on something else a while back, but about how sometimes our ideas and stuff are ahead of our current time or just our current life situation. Um, oh, it was this. When I talked about uh, Orb on the movements of the earth. And because it was just kind of talking about like the themes of, you know, people trying to figure out this like science and astrology stuff, whatever. But sometimes they just didn't have the tools to be able to help them realize the vision or the thoughts that they were having and stuff, whatever. So, but, um, but yeah, but all in all, Interstellar was freaking fantastic, man. And, uh, yeah. And, and I, I'm really, like I said, in this kind of sciencey vibe and stuff. Uh, cause one of my favorite things that I enjoyed last year was watching the, um, it was an anime called space brothers. There was about two brothers who had a dream of both, you know, going to the moon together, but also uh, hopefully hoping to someday uh, get to Mars together and things like that. So, and like I said, like shades of that kind of reminded me of not not all the way of the stuff that's going on here, whatever, because this is a lot more deeper in the time stuff, whatever. But just on the bonds of family and just like the camaraderie of people supporting and pushing each other on their roads to their goals and stuff. And, and also just, just shout out to all the extra characters and stuff, whatever in the movie along the way, uh, seeing a young Timothy Chalamet, um, in this movie, uh, getting introduction to Casey Affleck, Ben Affleck's brother, <laughs> never even don't think I ever knew of him or seen him before. Uh, Shoot, what is the one dude? Uh, is it Jeff Hefner? No, I can't remember. But ba basically, the guy who uh, who plays the main guy from uh, from that '70s show, seeing him pop up in here and stuff, whatever. Michael Caine as the professor. Just so many dope people in this movie and stuff. Uh, and Hathaway. Lots of great people and stuff, so, but, um, but yeah, Interstellar, man, thank you, thank you, thank you, 
the movie I needed for this point in life. And like I said in closing, again, it is okay to miss some stuff because it might be waiting for you for a better time in your life when you need it. But uh, yeah, I don't think I have too much else to say aside from that. Like I said, I just kind of really wanted to touch on this movie and just kind of how it spoke to me with what's going on with my life right now. But, uh, but yeah, so hopefully y'all be hearing from me again soon, uh, for another podcast episode. Cause, uh, yeah, the year is starting off and lots of interesting things I'm looking forward to getting into, um, in the future. So, and I got some very dope, um, manga reviews and stuff I'm working on that y'all should be seeing coming up soon. Some very interesting stuff y'all should put on your radar. And, uh, of course the, uh, the winter anime season has also kicked off. So very, very good stuff. Um, just watched the, uh, premiere of a uh, delicious in dungeon. That was super cool. And, uh, what's the other anime I watched yesterday? Uh, uh, sure. Pretty cool premiere. So, but anyway, like I said, I'll touch more on that stuff another time. Um, I just need to get off and rest because uh, my, my sleep schedule and stuff is just kind of all over the place dealing with this situation and stuff. So, But um, but if you made it this far, I appreciate your time and I appreciate you listening. And as always, you can find me everywhere at Danny's to Talk. If you enjoyed the video version, make sure you subscribe on the YouTube channel or following on whatever podcast service that you enjoy listening on. And as I always say, treat yourself to something nice. Read some manga, watch some TV, anime, and movies, play some video games, and live your best life. And with that, I am out. 2024, we here. And I'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace.